bitch at me, if you will. I'm, I... Welcome to the Bitchin' Siblings Podcast. <laughs> Where gonna, do we start? <laughs> I'm gonna preface this with, I'm just coming off of my period. Sorry, big brother. So It's a natural I'm, human thing, by the way. Right. So I'm well aware of the fact that I am edgy as it is. Okay, so like, I'm not like... I try to make a conscious effort to not allow things to bother me, right? Okay. I didn't have anything to do this weekend, which is great. It was wonderful. Ran some errands yesterday. I cleaned the kitchen, you know, laundry, blah, 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 blah. And then L had to be at work today at like 845 in the morning. Um, and then he worked until 4. Okay. And I had texted him and I was like, are you going to go to the gym afterwards? Because we had family dinner at 530. And the gym's right next door to where family dinner is. And he was like, no, I'm not going to go to the gym today. And I was like, okay, well, I'll come pick you up. And like maybe 15 minutes before I left, I was like, he was like, okay, it's going to be like I might be a few minutes late. And I was like, okay. So I drove down there. I didn't even leave the house until almost 4 o'clock, right? Like, okay. I think it was like 3.50 when I left. But I got there. It was like 4.06. And I was like, I'm here. And he's like, okay, it's going to be another few minutes. And I was like, okay, no big deal. I had ordered myself some coffee over at Starbucks across the street. Because I had a headache and I was like, oh, I'll get some espresso or whatever. So I drove over there real quick, you know, and then drove back. And I'm not fucking kidding you. I sat there and waited for almost a half an hour. And I was like, okay, I can understand five, ten minutes, but like are a, a fucking half an hour. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, it was not happy. So I was like messaging him and I was like trying to call him. Couldn't get a hold of him. And then finally he was like, sorry, I thought it was going to take – because I was like, you know what? It's 4.30, almost 4.40. I have crap I have to do. Family dinner is in less than an hour. I still have to run home, get some stuff done. I have to get the house closed up for Coda because I, I left really quick to just go get L. You know, so like I didn't – you know, because I was like an hour and a half. By the time we got home, like we'd still have time. So finally I was like, you're going to have to find a ride. Get by – like, and, and not like find a ride, like literally keep in mind where he's working right now is literally in the same parking lot as where we're having family dinner. So like, I'm not he like. He could leaving. also just run over to the gym and then hang out until family dinner. Right. It's not like I'm just like leaving him in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. Yeah. So then I don't hear anything from him and I call my husband and I was just like, who the fuck is in charge tonight? Like, like, here's my thing. And, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. If you are not five minutes early to something, you're late. Yep. And I think that because I grew up with a mother who was habitually late. And we were always ready. The kids were always ready. But for some reason, she wasn't. And I don't understand. I know that some people say that as they get older and they become parents, they understand. I don't fucking understand it because I know where I need to be. I had two kids. I was a single mom. I still get everywhere I need to be on time. And if I'm not going to be on time, I do my due diligence and I fucking call or I text and I say, hey, I'm running late so that they know because their time is just as important as mine. What? Right? I know it's a fucking novel. Novel ID. Right? <laughs> so like I was frustrated because I so I called my husband and I'm like, who is in charge today that is being so awful with their time management that my child is supposed to be off almost 45 minutes ago now. And I, and, and at this point, I haven't heard from L in like 20 minutes. I can't get him to answer his phone. No text messages, nothing. So that's finally when I was like, okay, bye. Like, I'll see you at family dinner. I was so frustrated. So then L does I'd show, also, show up. I'd also like to put this out there. Um, L works at the same place that Jenny's husband does. 
Well, he was in a different building. But but same same company. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. So then he finally does show up to family dinner. Keep in mind, at this point, my husband's called him two times and he didn't answer. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and Roger, my husband, had called the front desk and was like, hey, who's in charge? And this person was like, I don't know. They all left like an hour ago. Uh, Okay. So where the hell is my son? I've got his location. I can tell he's there. You know? Anyways, he gets to dinner. Thank God for find my phone. Right? So he gets to dinner and he sits down and he's like not in the mood to hear from me. He's like mad at me. And I was like, why are you mad at me? And he was like, because you're pissed off. And I was like, yeah, because I was sitting there waiting. I have things to do. Like, And not like I had a specific timeline. But, like, until you get your own driver's license and are paying for your own gas and have your own motherfucking time to do shit, you're on my time. And if you tell me you're yeah. going to be off at 4, 4 o'clock it is. You know, 5, 4, 10, 4, you know, whatever. He had said he might be a few minutes late, 5, 10 minutes. Okay, fine. Like, that, I get that. But then after that, I didn't hear from him. So he was like, well, you seemed pissed off when you said you were leaving. So I just don't want to talk about it. And so you're in a bad mood. And I was like, wait a minute here. Why do you get to be mad at me? And he was like, well, I was helping out. I was trying to be nice. Okay, that's great. Fucking tell me. Yeah, so that I don't all, drive all it, the way down here. It's communication. Yeah. That, that's, all it, like, that's all it means. And he's a good worker. And it was just him and the guy in charge who's a great guy. Like, I don't have a problem with him or whatever. And Elle was telling me that, you know, he was just supposed to help clean up these last two rooms. But they ended up being way dirtier than they thought they were. So it took longer. I get it. That's fine. But if you're going to volunteer to stick around longer, great. That's awesome. Fucking communicate it to the person who's giving you a ride. Yeah. And then don't get mad at me that I'm frustrated that after six messages in a row and two phone calls and I haven't heard from you that I finally said bye. Yeah. Because I've got shit to do. Like, oh, my God. Am I being unreasonable? You are not the asshole in this situation. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I don't even have kids, man. Like, I so many times I'm told, you don't know. You don't have kids. I, I don't have to have kids to know what respect is. Well, and it's not that my son doesn't respect me. No, it's no, just no, no. that like he doesn't understand why I'm frustrated and he thinks that he does he so he doesn't understand why I'm upset. And because I came across upset in the text message, which by the way, the text message said, "Okay, dude, I've been waiting for like a half an hour. If I don't hear from you, I'm just going to have to go home." I didn't hear anything and I said, "Okay, I'm going to go." And then he was like, "Sorry, I thought this was going to He did say one thing. He goes, "Sorry, I thought I would be done by now." And I was like, "Okay, so you're not off." Didn't hear anything and I said, "Okay, Okay, bye. And that's it. And apparently that was enough for him to get his panties all in a bunch. And that's why he didn't answer his phone calls from either Roger or me because he knew I was upset. Okay. Was he on his period? Must be. Because he legitimately came straight out and said that he didn't answer the phone because he knew I was mad. It is legitimate proof that men have hormonal cycles just like women. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just a matter of ridiculous is what it is. Yeah, they they just don't fucking bleed for seven days as well as having the hormones and and all the other, you know, lovely. It just makes me so mad. And then my husband had a great day at work, but it's prom season and everybody always wants to come in and take pictures and, 
you know, his lobby was full of like a hundred and some odd people. You can't hear when the phones are ringing. You can't check people in. He had made it very clear. You guys cannot take pictures. I need you guys to leave. Well, two of these little bratty little high school girls walked through the restaurant in the lobby, opened up their door and then came through and opened up the door for the convention side and let them all in, even though they were specifically and explicitly told that no, first of all, there's nobody over at the convention side. So you can't take pictures. And two, you can't take pictures in the hotel because we need to be able to check people in. We need, you know, to be able to hear the phone, like guests are coming down to try to ask questions and they can't even get up to the desk because the lobby's full. And like, so just on top of already being frustrated with like the situation with my son, the entitlement of these fucking kids. Like, I'm sorry. I sound like an old 80 year old lady. Mm -mm. I got one for you. I got one for you. No joke. Probably a 75 year old woman parks this close to the corner of my driveway. Oh my God. You told me about this person. Yes. No, this is an ongoing thing. This is continually happening. It is not just a one-time thing. People assume that they can park right on top of our driveway. And I'm like, okay, if I have to get out and I hit your car, it is not my fucking fault that I hit your car because it, okay. One, you cannot block an intersection or a driveway. Yeah. It's illegal. First of all. Yeah, exactly. Second of all, um, it is also, we learned, because we looked it up, you cannot park within five feet here in California of a driveway. Really? Five feet. I did not So know if that. I lay down on the ground at the edge of my driveway and I hit your car before I, like, end, you're too fucking close because I'm less mm-hmm. than five feet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's so fucking frustrating. And, it's just and so frustrating. The entitlement of these, like, and I don't want to say that, like, they don't deserve some leeway because they're old, but you know what respect is. You're the ones that raised people like us. So give us yeah. the same respect that you demanded of us growing up. Yeah. And I'm not well, asking for anything extra. I just, the reason why I get so frustrated with this entitlement is because it doesn't matter your age, but like the reason why they were told no is because there's nobody at the convention side. So it's a liability issue. If something happens, they could get sued. And then you want to turn around and be the assholes that go, well, if you had, well, no, if you hadn't snuck your way into an area that was locked and you found a way around it, like it's just this frustrating like loop of people. And I've told my husband, because he's like, I just don't like you. I just don't want to get in a fight. And I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. I am one of those people. I have worked in retail long enough. I don't fucking care. I will start a fight with a bitch if you want to act like an entitled little Excuse my language, Chris. We'll have to No, no, no. Keep that in. Please. No, keep it in. Keep it in. Because I I don't care. First of all, words are what we make of them. I do tell my boys that words only have power if you give them power. Exactly. But there's a few words that regardless. I don't care. Always... Like if if we go to if we go to England, they say all the time. I know. You dirty. And apparently we're very, very English. So. Yes. So we can say that. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that's my bitch thing. And like, I'm just annoyed. And like, I'm frustrated that my child deliberately ignored my phone calls and text messages because he assumed I was upset. He was not wrong, but I don't care how upset your mom is. If she calls you and I'm paying for your phone, you fucking answer it. Okay. Here's another thing. If your mom is calling you, do you really think that ignoring her is going to make her less mad? That's what I said to him. I said, did you really think that through? Did you think that was going to make the situation any motherfucking better? No. (laughs) 
And then he just sat it. there. And then he like looked at his brother and he's like, can we go? They left dinner like right after the A because didn't want to be around me because he oh. thought I was. And like, I don't care if you stay late. You could have just said something. Well, I didn't know until like 345. Well, I didn't even leave the house to almost 350. So y- there was plenty of time. Even if I was already on my way, I would have been a little frustrated. Yeah. But I would have been like, oh, but OK, you- I can turn back around. I had errands I needed to run. I could have gone and done that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, oh welcome everyone <laughs> to this week's <laughs> real bitch and siblings. Yes, <laughs> it's just Jenny and I this week. It is. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry to like come screeching in on the bitching. <laughs> well, hopefully, Chris edited some of that out. <laughs> well, I, I actually hope he keeps some of that in because I think that's a good. Uh, I, I think that's real. And that's what I want to be in this is just, just I want to be real, man. It's just so frustrating. I just and I love my kids. I have such great kids. But like every once in a while they do something and I'm like, God, it it humbles me real fucking quick. <sighs> they're not as perfect as you thought. Well, no, I mean, I know they're not perfect. I just I, just I, wish I don't know. Like I. I, I they're I, good I kids. Don't get me wrong. I want them to do stupid shit. However, when I say stupid shit, I mean, go get in trouble and, like, you know, accidentally break something. Don't fucking ignore your mom. That's, you know? I mean, that's fair. That's, that's totally fair. Um, being an outsider, fair. I'm going to flat out say that we have, I have perfect nieces and nephews. They do <laughs> no wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways. So What's I love all you topic, kids out there. Amy? Uh, so we are coming up on wedding season. So I figured we'd touch <sighs> on weddings and I've already had to go to one already. Okay. So here's, here's um, my last one I went to was in 2020. Excuse I'm sorry. You? I'm sorry. No, I went to yours. That was the last yeah! one I went to. Jesus. <laughs> 2021. Or what? Wait. Was I can't think of when my la- my other coworker that got married. Uh, I can't remember if he got married in twenty or twenty one, but he got married in October. So if he got married in twenty one, I want to say that's twenty because weren't you wearing that teal dress? Yes. Then that was before mine. That was in twenty. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So yours was the last one I went to. I don't go to weddings that often. I don't know a lot of people. We already have five this year. Oh, Jesus. We've, we've already gone to one of the five. Are all of them friends, family, or a combination? Combination. No. Is there any family, or are they all friends? Jesus, how do you have that many friends? Let's well, start there. Two of the weddings are my boss's kids. Like, her daughter got married, and then her son is getting married, like, two months later. So there's two. Um, One of them's cousin, so family. Um, the other one is a really good friend of ours. The one that owns the cigar bar here in town with Roger's okay. cousin. Uh, one of his, they're, they're getting married. And then another girl that I used to bartend with at JD's is getting married. So two of them are friends. One is a cousin. The other two are my boss's kids. Yeah, I don't know. First of <laughs> all, my boss, her children are um six and two. Five and two, something like that. So mm. they're not getting married anytime soon. She's younger than me. Yeah. I don't so. have that many friends. I mean, I don't like enough You obviously people. do. 
Like you guys go to so many weddings. Well, it's because of my husband. That's why I asked if they were all family, but apparently most of them are friends other than the cousin. Actually, I take that back. There's six weddings because my boss's son gets married on a Saturday and that very next day we have another friend in Omaha and that one is a friend too. See, that's too many friends. Yeah. First of all, all of my friends either they're not getting married or they already are. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I, my, my best friend from high school, she got married uh, several years ago. I want to say close to oh, yeah. eight, ten years ago, something like that mm-hmm. now. And she eloped. Told. Yeah. So, like, yeah. granted, she did tell me and she's like, hey, I want you to be there if you can because I worked for an airline at that time. Yeah. Um, but I think I was, it was right around Christmas. I couldn't get the time off. Well, yeah, it was right around Christmas, and it was very last minute. I think they only yeah, had like oh, a yeah. month or two heads up, so it just wasn't feasible. And I don't know, like, anybody out there that's like, oh, you could have traded because you worked for an airline. Yes, technically, you can trade shifts to get other shifts off, but for some reason, nobody ever wanted to fucking help me. I always helped everybody else. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to cash in my favors, they're like, oh, yeah. no, sorry, that's too close to Christmas. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't fucking feel like it. Yeah. Well, you know, kiss my fucking ass. We don't have that many friends. I will say that the one friend who they own the bar, they're they're much older in life. They're closer to our age. Um, and they just, you know, this is their first marriage, obviously. Um, the other friend, the one that gets married the day after my boss's son, is somebody that we met through the cigar bar. And so we're friendly with them. And it is both of their second marriages. They've both been married before, but they're like high school sweethearts. So like they like dated in high school and like everything. And then they went their separate ways and then got married, had kids, blah, blah, blah. And then each got divorced and now they've met back up and they're older than us. And then um, the other one who's getting married that I know from the bar, unfortunately, yes, I worked at a bar, but a large majority of the people that worked there were much, much younger than me. So I know a lot of people through the bar that are at the age where they're starting to get married and have babies. So Absolutely not. No. I unfortunately have a lot of – and like I said, a lot of it is – this one's all me. This year it's all me with people that we know. In years past, it's always been my husband or my husband's family that it's well, people we know. And I understand the family side of it because he does have a very large family. Oh, my God. So yeah. I get that. We, we do not. <laughs> and the family that we it, – it's, it's just it, – yeah, it's, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a very small, small group. <laughs> and the family we do have, uh, they probably don't like us anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Just saying it like it is. And and then my husband's family, uh, his sisters were married before we were even together. Yeah. So, Well, and that's my husband's, his two younger sisters, the twins. One of them just got married like four years ago. Other than that, his other sister was married to what, 10, 12 years ago um, to her high school sweetheart. But his other sister, I don't think will ever get married again because she's divorced. I I've I've seen that a lot. Like I I know a lot of women that are like, you know what, it, it is what it is, and I'm I'm okay. I'm okay being single. I've always told my husband that like, first of all, I I think I got divorced. Like my divorce was legal, 
in 2011, like legal, like it had been, the papers had been signed. So it was 10 years um, from my divorce before I got remarried um, because I did it so quickly when I was younger. Yeah. And I had absolutely no idea who I was or what I was capable of bringing to a marriage or a relationship. Um, and same with my husband. You know, he kind of had the same basic beginning in his marriage that like I did, which is we got pregnant at a, you know, really, really young. We weren't married. So we got married because that's, you know, kind of just what you do. And like, which by know, the things... way, that's not what you just do anymore. Right. Right. But like this was, 20 years ago, you know, and especially for him, he comes from a very religious family. He's very Catholic. So is his ex-wife. They're very Catholic, too. So it was very much a you're getting married sort of thing. There was really no discussion no from my understanding. It's just what they did. Um, So when I got remarried, I wanted to make sure that it was for real this time because I did tell my husband and, and we've had this discussion if this doesn't work for whatever fucking reason I don't ever see that being an issue but if it doesn't I don't ever want to get married again like I don't mind giving it a second go around because I'm not 19 20 21 really young and dumb and don't know what I'm doing you know at this age if I can't make that relationship work we've been together for over eight years now then I don't need to be trying to make something at this point you're pretty well established as to who you are mm -hmm. you know what you're capable of bringing to a relationship or what you're willing you know and i i i'll give it one more go which is what i did you know wholeheartedly i don't say it oh, like absolutely. oh one more go you know give a old college try but you know i made sure that we were together for we were together for what five years before he even proposed like you know we wanted to make sure that this is the marriage that lasts yeah you know? no absolutely i've i've flat out said like this is gonna sound very dark but i've 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 flat out said to my husband if anything ever happens to him and, and he dies mm -hmm. i'm i'm not doing it again i'm not getting married again uh if if something happens to him fyi i'm moving out there yeah well, i mean okay um i want to be closer to you and our brother so well, here's the thing. Like, Roger and I have discussed that, too. I, you know, if something were to happen, I would never want to get remarried. You know, depending on where I'm at in my life, if something were to happen, I may be willing to enter into a committed relationship. Maybe. But it's not like I would be looking for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Um, I, I don't see my husband and I divorcing at this point because no. we're coming up on 15 years and we've like okay so here's the other thing out there ladies and gentlemen when you take vows that say for better or worse that's not like until i just don't feel like it anymore or at least that's not <laughs> the that's not the uh, vows that i ever took um because if that were the case i would have been out like two weeks later okay because <laughs> i was i was mad but you know what? Things happen. And like, if you don't put forth the effort now, and, and this is, this is purely talking about good times and hard times. Like I'm talking about you losing yeah. your job, yeah. you going through health crises, um, things like that. I'm not talking about infidelity. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about any of that. That, yeah. that happens. Yeah. My husband knew up front, like before we even got engaged, 
abuse, I'm out. No questions asked. You don't get a second try. Done. Yeah. So I actually have had people that have heard some of the things that my husband and I have been through. And they're like, why are you sticking around? Because I didn't just do this for the easy times. like. And I from- remember a couple of conversations that you and I have had way back when where, you know, I remember having to say, you know, I support you in whatever decision you make. Because you mm-hmm. do have to come to a crossroads sometimes where you decide if you're going to really, like, give it a go and really work through that. Or if you are going to walk away. No judgment to you either way in that moment. It was just... If you feel like this is something that's a deal breaker, obviously I'm going to support you. Or if you feel like it's something that's not a deal breaker, I'm going to support you. I don't always have to like everybody's decisions, you know, but I'm also not in your marriage. I'm not in my neighbor's marriage. I'm not in my in-law's marriage. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And so it is not my place to, to speak on what my opinion is of your relationship or anyone's. It's just to be supportive and go yeah, this is rough and you're going through a hard time and I am and I will be here for you regardless of what choice or what path you choose. And the other thing along with that too is if somebody is talking to you about the hard times, they're probably also not telling you about the good times because what's there to say? Things are good. So don't always think that you know everything about a relationship when somebody's venting to you because well, venting and- venting is literally just that saying i am frustrated with this situation right now yeah. and here's all the things that i'm frustrated about and it might sound like everything's bad but that's not necessarily the case and i also think it really has a lot to do with the dynamic of the person you're speaking with and their friendship mm-hmm. you and i you know all the great things that my husband does so i don't mind venting to you every once in a while if something happens i don't know the last time I vented I was to gonna you say, about I my don't I don't recall a time recently. Yeah. Yeah. But and and the reason why I I I feel this way about the dynamic is there's certain people in my life that I don't share either the good or the bad. And because it's because I hear only the bad that's coming from them mm-hmm. in their relationships. And it makes me so fucking grateful that right. I am not experiencing these things that it makes me go, I, I have nothing to complain about. Not that I ever thought I did. But even the little things that just drive you up a wall, they're so minuscule compared to some of these other things I'm hearing. Again, their side of the story. There's three, yours, theirs, and the truth. But it makes me so grateful that I don't feel the need to complain. Exactly. No, I definitely feel that. I. I definitely feel that um, there are certain people that I won't say anything to because they immediately go to just just get a divorce. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's first of all, like I said, I don't have the two problems that are immediately deal breakers for me. Um, so I'm going to try to work through it before I immediately go to that. So it's just well, and again, those things that. They might say divorce him over might be deal breakers for those people in a relationship they're in. And that's that's their decision to make. But you can't project that onto other people. My husband and I have always discussed it, too. Abuse and or cheating are complete deal breakers. There's no questions asked. We walk away. Now, that's not 
to say that there aren't other couples that are willing to work through it. And if they can, that's great. More power to them. It's, I just think that somebody who immediately goes to that as their default of divorce or breakup, it, it really, I think it's a characteristic thing. Like, yep. Clearly you, you don't have the mental capacity to work through these things. So marriage isn't for you. I also feel like those people, and this is this is gonna get me some some hate for those people probably have never seen a lot of strife in their life because they tend to walk away before they have to work through that strife they 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 don't put themselves in a position where they need to try or work through things. I could see or, where you're coming from, but I also think it could be somebody has had too much strife and just has a wall up and just isn't willing to ever deal with uh, confrontation or conflict in, on any level because they've had too much of it. And so they, they're they completely shut off from it. I, I think it could be either or. I don't really think there's anywhere in between. They've either never had it because they've just walked away from everything or it's just been so much that they just choose. But usually those people aren't the ones that are, in my opinion, um, encouraging divorce or breaking up. They're the type of people that don't ever want to be in a committed relationship. They just would exactly. rather do their own thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that works for them. And that's great. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know? Now, going to weddings themselves. Yes. Um, we've prefaced this a lot with a lot of marriage talk itself, but the, the wedding themselves, my personal opinion, if you have the ability to just elope with a very small group of people, um, if I had to do it all over again, it would be you and Chris and his best friend. And that's it. And we would elope. No joke. So my husband proposed to me twice. One time I thought I he was joking. Oh, yeah. I didn't he, know oh, that. Chris actually was on, was with us the first time. So the first time we had just visited our biological father's side of the family. And we were oh, flying Oh, did he home. go with you? Yeah, it was, it was uh, Chris and Bill and I. Um, hmm. And... We flew out there and we were getting ready to fly home and we were delayed sitting on the tarmac. And Chris and I and him were all in the same row, actually, surprisingly, when, since we were on standby. Mm -hmm. But we were all in the same row. And while we were sitting on the tarmac, he looks at me and he goes, when we land in Seattle, you want to go to Vegas and get married? And I'm like, you're you're joking. You're you're not serious. Don't don't play it like that. That's not funny. Mm -hmm. And he turns to Chris because he knew how important to me it was that Chris be at my wedding. And he goes, hey, when we land in Seattle, you want to fly to Vegas with us so we can get married? And he's, Chris is like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. First of all, my logical brain is like, okay, when we land, it's going to be 11 o'clock at night. There's not going to be any more flights tonight to Vegas. So that's not an option. That's not going to happen. And then Which that is an incorrect statement, by the way. Uh, on on my airline, there True. were no more flights, so I couldn't get there for free. So, um, I I didn't take it seriously. It was the end of May, and then he officially proposed to me in July. 
I want to say it was July 15th or something like that. It was, we were having his sisters and his mom and Chris over for a birthday dinner and Mm. he proposed to me there. In the meantime, between May and July, we already started talking about, uh, yeah, we want to get married. We started planning it. So we started planning technically before I got a ring. Nice. Yeah. We started planning in Um, June and we got married in September. So anytime you get the opportunity to just elope. (laughs) We had discussed eloping. However, between the two of us, we do have uh, five kids. Um, And it was very important for us to have all of them there. Um, And I would have killed you if you hadn't, if I wasn't there. Just well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, we would have invited some family, you know, but um, just the five kids and, and me and my husband to fly out, it was more expensive than it was to just have the wedding here at home. Um, disclaimer, we did get the venue for free because it's part of the family property. So if if it had been anybody else it would not have been cheaper but given our circumstances it was cheaper for us to stay here it was going to cost over 10 grand just to fly all seven of us somewhere and not including airfare or hotel rooms which we'd need at least three because one's a girl and four boys you know so like and then it just wasn't feasible however i will say if we didn't have kids and it was just us i would have eloped no questions asked but I still would have wanted to have the big party when we got back. DJ, food, everybody hang out. It may not have been as formal, but I would have still loved to have the big party because that to me is like the best part of a wedding because it's when everybody just gets to be happy and dance with their loved ones and eat good food and and just be the, in this like joyous, loving atmosphere. Definitely. Um, I... I, I definitely think the party part is fun. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. unless someone else is paying for it, yeah. <laughs> you do you. If well, you yeah. want this party, like stop letting other people tell yeah. you what you need to do. I was yeah. told that um, our cake choice, because my husband and I are not necessarily cake people, mm-hmm. um, we chose brownies covered in like a marshmallow fluff or something like that frosting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were told that that was a white trash option what yeah we were told oh my god yeah that's white trash so i bartend a lot of weddings right (laughs) that's what my bartending is is weddings and conventions and work things or whatever so i have now seen a fair share of different types of things and some of it is totally overdone or whatever but I gotta tell you one of the most creative things I ever saw at a wedding for a wedding cake because they too were not big cake people so they had like a cupcake wall and like mini cupcakes and a donut wall for people which is so overdone please do not do a donut wall but it's whatever so, it's so kind of gross Yeah, the concept of it. Yeah, because it's like multiple donuts. And so anyways, but they had like cupcakes or whatever. But like the actual thing that the husband and wife like cut was waffles. They had Belgian waffles. And in between they had. Are are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm not kidding you. And it smelled so good because it came out like all fresh. And like so it was like a waffle and then like whipped cream and then a waffle and then whipped cream. And then they had like a little bit of whipped cream around the outside. So it looked like a naked cake. But it was straight up waffles. And I thought, are you motherfucking kidding me? That's ingenious. Yeah. 
Who would have thought? Like, I've seen cake. I've seen cupcakes. I've seen donut walls. I've seen, um, you know, the cupcake cakes. I But waffles? I thought that was ingenious. Everybody else got a donut or a cupcake, you know, but the husband and wife cut a stack of waffles. No joke. I have been pricing Belgian waffle makers because we don't have a waffle maker. <laughs> and I've been wanting waffles. And now I just made it worse, right? Yeah, you did. Thanks. But that's so, like, creative. And, like, that's one of the things I do, like, is I see a lot of the things that are overdone. And then mm-hmm. every once in a while, somebody will come in hot with something that you've never seen before. And you went, oh, my God, how did I not think of this? Like, because uh, my husband or, and I are not That is so creative either. and, like, awesome. Oh, God, yeah. Like. Like, how individual. Exactly. Like How many other people can be- say. It should always be geared toward the yeah. people that you're celebrating. Always. Yeah. And it was I'm great. So, like, I'm so, so tired of people telling people how to have their weddings. Um, I hear these horrible mother-in-law stories. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I do not have one of those. Um, the only thing I, I was told, like I said, I was told that our brownie idea was white trash. And then I was also told, um, you're going to regret it if you don't invite your mother. Oh, my God. I heard that all the time. I'm like, okay, if I had a normal relationship with our biological mother, that would be one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. By the time I got married, our grandma and our aunt were dead. Mm-hmm. I ended up inviting our biological mother, and she showed up after I left. Oh, I didn't even know she was there. Yeah, apparently. Or at least that's what I heard. Which, instead of making that day special it made it like okay so i wasn't important enough to be there so like it's it's more unless you know intimate details about somebody's relationship with so and so don't Mm -hmm. tell them who they should and shouldn't invite that Mm -hmm. is not your place you want to know the other judgment i did get from not my in-laws or anything but people around me and i'm i'm fairly certain you got this too why aren't your sister's bridesmaids? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who doesn't know, when Amy got married, again, lived in Nebraska, was still married to my ex-husband. Um, financially, we didn't know if we were going to be able to make it. We were able to due to Amy being able to finagle things, but we didn't want me in the wedding and then not be able to make it and then her have to scramble last minute. So her and I had had this discussion mm-hmm. about me not being a bridesmaid and like that was perfectly fine. Like I was fine with it. We understood. And then it came this time around. And part of the reason why I didn't have sisters was because I didn't invite one sister because there was there was some family discord Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to leave that person out by everybody else. And I love my husband, but he has three sisters. And the second I invite my sister, I'd have to invite his sisters, which isn't a big deal. But then I'd still have my friends and his daughter. So we'd have like eight or nine bridesmaids. And that was just not something we wanted to do. We wanted it to be a very small wedding party. And also... We weren't 100% sure Amy was going to be able to come as well until after the wedding had already been planned and stuff was already going down. And then eventually we were able to get Amy a ticket booked and everything. But again, same situation like with me. We didn't know. And so we didn't want to bank on that and have it be an issue. But a lot of people, once they knew you were coming, didn't understand why you weren't a bridesmaid. 
I.e., keep in mind, she was a bridesmaid at my first wedding. I was. And so was my other sister. <laughs> uh, no, she was a flower girl. Flower. Well, she was in it. Yeah. She was in the wedding. That's all that mattered. Um, mm-hmm. And mine was my best friend from high school, mm-hmm. who I'm still friends with. Um, my husband's only, really, his only friend. <laughs> um, and then both of his brother-in-law's. And his sisters were on my yeah. side. Yeah, you had three, like I had. Yes. And then I included his niece as our flower girl, mm-hmm. his two nephews as ring bearers, both of them were. And mm-hmm. then our our nephew helped yes. walk me down the aisle with Chris. Yes. And again, I would have included Ginny's boys had yeah. we known when we were planning. And we didn't know until exactly. probably a month out. And that just was not enough time. You had to get stuff fitted. And I was mm-hmm. okay with it. But a lot yeah. of people, and I, I don't know if you got that question a lot, but I know I did. A lot of people were like, well, wouldn't that hurt your sister's feelings? No. Amy and we I have are a relationship. super close. We talk. I'm pretty sure that when I got engaged, I'm pretty sure Amy probably already knew she wasn't going to be a bridesmaid, given yep. the proximity of our, you know, of our locations and it also just, would have been so hard for bridesmaid dresses. Like, yeah. granted, yes, I could have ordered them online, but then well, that's where what do I go to get? Is they ordered them all online. Yeah, but like, where do you go to get them fitted? Um, yeah, properly. Yeah, because I don't know anyone here, and I still cannot find a seamstress down here. <laughs> I'm still looking. Because I still. But have I mean, pants. we also included each other. Like you were there with me, you know. The whole week prior, you went mm-hmm. with me to go pick up the dress. You went with me to go get nails done. Like, you went me to, with me to go do all these things. And then when I got there, same thing. I was there with you for the rehearsal dinner. I was there when we all got ready in the morning. Like, I helped as much as I possibly could. We did. You stayed at my maid of honor's house with me the night before. Yeah. yeah. And we stayed up and watched Friends. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. And then on the way to your wedding, I was riding with our cousin when we watched a dog get hit by a car. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. We were on, um, God, what's River Road? No, we were nowhere near no. River Road. We, her and I had to because she had to go stop off at her, was, was it her husband at the time or her boyfriend's job? Like, because he's his dealership was off of River Road. I don't remember. For some reason, we were on River Road. The cousin that did my hair? R. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we were driving like towards the dealerships, not towards the Tacoma side. And on the opposite side, somebody hit a dog. Oh, that's horrible. I don't know that I ever knew about that. Well, I wouldn't have told you that on your wedding day because you're like love all animals. What do you want me to do? Show up and be like, by the way, we watched a dog get hit. I mean, it was alive still when we, you know, but like, I'm not going to tell you that on your wedding day. That's that's fair. That's fair. Like, and in all fair, like. A year after we got married, my husband's like, we should have so included Sugar, which was our first dog together. Mm-hmm. And like, Aww. he's like, we could have trained her. And yeah. I was like, that that was up to you, sir. <laughs> like, if you wanted yeah. her in there, I, I would have made it happen. You just yeah. got to tell me what you want. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. like weddings, I'm like, I, I hear all these people asking about advice. Like, what, how do I handle this situation? Do what you want to fucking do. Don't worry about how it's going to affect other people. It's not mm-hmm. their day. 
Um, mm-hmm. In fact, actually, my husband's grandmother on his mom's side, she came up like a month before the wedding and was hanging out with, you know, my mother-in-law and and mm-hmm. uh, her granddaughters and stuff. And someone was talking crap about how we need to do this and we need to do that. And she stopped them and said, excuse me, is it your wedding? No. Are you paying for it? No. Then shut up. And I was like, okay, so this is where we differ then. Because I overheard recently, well, I'm paying for it. So I feel like I should get a say. No, that is not fair as a parent. You can put your opinion in. Right. But you don't get the final say. Right. And I feel like as a parent, if you are going to offer to help pay for your child's wedding, because let's be real, it should never be expected. And nobody paid for our wedding. There were certain things in our wedding that other people did pay for. However, I like our DJ, uh, my in-laws paid for the DJ. We didn't mind. We loved the DJ, but they wanted a very specific person because that person had DJed for the family prior. And that was out of our budget for how much he cost. So that was their wedding gift to us was to pay for that. But it was something that they really wanted to have. If they didn't really want to have it and they didn't care, we would have gone with somebody else. So that and and DJ for me wasn't a super huge thing. It wasn't something that was a deal breaker for me. Like I had to have a specific person, company, whatever. Yeah. But to hear that these people are like, well, I'm paying for it. So I should get a say. No, that is such a control thing that people hold over their children. And it's like, if you want to help pay, that is so great of you. And yes, you can most certainly enter your opinion into the factor. But at the end of the day, that final decision shouldn't. Unless it's like a financial decision, like it's way out of your budget and you're not willing to spend that kind of money. I don't think at that point outside of that, that that's as far as it goes where your opinion matters. And that's because I don't think it's fair that you do that so that you can control. This isn't your wedding. Mm -hmm. You're not the one who has to live with these memories forever as your wedding. You've already had your wedding. And if you didn't like how it went or, you know, whatever, then redo it. But yeah. don't project that onto your children or whoever it is that you're paying, quote unquote, paying for. I, yeah. I, I don't like this mentality of because it's your money financially. That means y- you get a say like that's that's I would never offer to help pay for somebody for something, but demand that my opinion be the be end all. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like your first wedding, your dad offered to pay for x amount of dollars yeah for a dress yeah he said this is what i'm willing to pay and then of course jenny fell in love with a dress that was double the budget so what did what did amy do that was my wedding gift from my sister was she paid for the other half of it yeah and you know it didn't mean much i was what 18 19 at the time yeah because i was 20 Yeah, yeah so i was 19 no i was 18 and I, I worked full time. And didn't I didn't have bills. Have bills. Really? And and the day that I went down to pay the other half of it, I had also gotten my tax return. So I was rolling in the money. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have that dress, you know. I still love can. that dress. That dress is absolutely beautiful. It is beautiful. But we're not going to The wear sleeves it are like the, like, <laughs> if we could cut the top half of it off and put it onto a different bottom. You could put it on to like one of those like satin, like flowy satin skirts that's not really bustly, but like not very big, uh-huh. but kind of like 
not my figure because I have curves, but you know, some of those really skinny A-line. girls that have like, ve- yes, it would look yeah. gorgeous. It would, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So the wedding, not, not, not the reception. What is mm-hmm. your favorite part and least favorite part of the wedding ceremony? Uh, least favorite part is how long they are. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, especially ones that are, like, if the ceremony is more than 15 minutes, I get bored. Like mine. <laughs> Yours didn't go that much over. Like, it wasn't say it that was like a half bad. Hour. It was about 40 minutes or so. Was um, it? We didn't do, obviously, communion. Otherwise, it would have been closer to an hour because I'm not Catholic. So we didn't have communion. But yeah. I, I think that yours went by so much faster because I was also trying to help uh, rein in Lena. our niece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. But my favorite part is seeing the groom's face when the bride comes in. Aww. Yeah. What was my husband's face like? He probably just didn't give like, two shits. Honestly, like, I didn't see a difference in his face. <laughs> he doesn't show his emotion. Like, yeah. you would never know, like, when he's happy, mad, sad. Like, he just has, like, the same face. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What about um, yours? So my least favorite part is um when they announce... So let's just say you, Mr. and Mrs. Bill. No, 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 no. Mr. and Mrs. Bill and Amy. Like, or just Mr. and Mrs. Correct. Um, so I made that very clear when we were doing ours that I, first of all, will not obey my husband. So that came out. Um, and I'm not Mrs. Jenny. Or Mr. Roger, Mrs. Roger. Like, I'd, I I might take his last name, but I'm not taking his first name, too. Like, I didn't lose all of my identity marrying my husband. Um, so that's my least favorite part. Yeah. I see it less and less now because I think it's just a sign of the times. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of the ceremony is, like, when they introduce each other, like, or when they're introduced. So it's like, I don't like the words being used, but I love when, like... When they're finally introduced and they're just like smiles and they're all happy and everybody's clapping and like, I don't tell something about that. It's just very heartwarming. So another part that I don't like and that I've also seen phased out um, is asking if anyone objects. I who actually f- have not seen that in forever. I Who the fuck is going to object? And if they are, why the fuck are they at the wedding? Yeah. Just like, saying. But why was that ever? I guess I would have to look into that and see where in history that became a thing and why it became a thing that's you know that's that's a good point i just yeah. i don't i don't i mean understand i'm sure why there's some archaic somebody. meaning behind it yeah that you know would make sense for when it was you know i also remember at mine um people were telling my husband to speak up when we were yeah. doing our vows because nobody could hear him and he goes I wasn't talking to anybody else, so I didn't fucking care. I was talking to you. <laughs> my husband was mic'd up because they asked us, do you want to be mic'd up or not? And we were like, oh, yeah, like because it's a big church. Um, and we forgot that he was mic'd up. And when we were sitting on that bench up there, he was like whispering things in my ear. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, you're mic'd up. And he was like, it's not turned on yet. I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> the things my husband was saying is not something the entire congregation needed to be hearing. And it's not like he was being inappropriate, but just certainly not something that you need to be hearing when the Catholic priest is up there doing whatever, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but we made sure so that you could at least hear, you know, what we said for the people in the back. Like, I mean, yours was much smaller, so it really wasn't so a big deal. It was very intimate. Yeah. And mine, unfortunately, it was quite large. We had over 300 people. Um, Just at the know, ceremony? Here. So we did mic him up only because it would really suck if you were stuck in a 45-minute ceremony in the back and couldn't hear a damn thing, it would this be so true. boring and pointless. Like, why yeah. even be there? Yeah, that's fair. But, like, yours was much smaller and intimate. So, like, even though you couldn't necessarily hear every word, you could hear him speaking. You knew what he was saying because the, yeah. the, the person who was doing your ceremony said the words first. Like, you know, so we you got the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite part about um receptions? The food and the dancing. So I like people watching. <laughs> and when people drink that, that is a fun. lot. In fact, actually, my husband and I were just watching a movie yesterday um called The People We Hate at Weddings or at, at the wedding or something <laughs> like that. And it's essentially just like this family that is just so fucking dysfunctional that they ruin their sister's wedding and i'm like oh my god that's so horrible i don't this is really really sad i remember you taking a couple of pictures of me and our our nephew dancing Uh uh-huh and then i don't remember seeing you much after that like i don't know (laughs) i don't remember seeing a lot of anybody i saw a lot of my husband that's all that really mattered yeah but like i don't remember seeing you hardly at all yeah, I was I was dancing a lot with your boys. Um, well, as much as I could cuz I'd have to go find them. They were they... all sitting out in the lobby on their chairs, like in yep. those big chairs playing on their phone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and same with our nephew. I had to go out there and steal him several times. Mm-hmm. And then um I got some Cause, video Cuz our with... our nephew is only 9 months younger than my oldest. <clears throat> so Is it 9 months? My husband's he was born in April. And okay. A was born in September, so October, November, December, January, February, March, April, eight months. Okay. So they're, okay. you know, yeah, because she was already pregnant when you guys came to visit. Oh, yeah. I, but, I do remember um, that. We, uh, between my husband and my sister-in-law, because she has two boys as well. So between my husband's two kids, my two kids, my sister-in-law's two kids, and our nephew, they are all within three years of each other. Right now, they're all between 16 and 19 years of age. Between all. So that would be two four six seven there's seven of them and they're all within three years of each other so they apparently all got along just fine and sat out and played on their phones and yep so yeah but But i I don't remember seeing much of you at all i i i got lots of video of uh chris and his daughter dancing and yeah 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 you know and then chris and i i think we left right around like 9 30 10 o'clock we were we were getting tired we're getting old well so, and you guys had been up early yeah yeah it was a so, long day yeah and and he had his daughter so we were gonna go take her back and put her down and yeah her and i by the way fell asleep watching friends <laughs> starting her early absolutely uh, but yeah i mean i i think that i love to people watch too don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but i love the food i love the dancing. I love going to different weddings and seeing the different types of decorations, the different types of vibes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, bartended a lot, and there's a lot that are very much the same, but there's been quite a few that I've done that are, there's just something about them that just feels different. Um, that I'm... It's interesting to see the different types of food. I went to a wedding a couple of years ago where they did, and this is a total Midwestern thing, so I don't understand it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Separately, they're good. Together, they're disgusting. But they did um, like a soup bar. Okay. So they had like chicken noodle soup and then they had chili with cinnamon rolls. This is a Midwestern okay. thing where you put it's disgusting. No, Separately, I've they're heard both of that. great. It's disgusting. But that was interesting. I had never been to some where they literally had like three different types of soups. It was in an October wedding. So it was like a really good idea. And then like bread and stuff or whatever. Um, but it's just interesting to see what people choose based off of their preferences you know i i don't know i like kind of seeing it and going oh you can kind of tell some people just didn't give a shit and just i don't really care because that wasn't important to them and then you can tell there's some people that are very specific yep yep so um i i like food but not every wedding one has food or has good food true i've been to several that i'm like yeah, I'm, I'll 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 just drink, <laughs> and then I calories. get yeah, yeah. So I haven't been to one that didn't have food, but I have been to ones where they. I'm sorry, if you're gonna have a wedding, you have to have a bar. I'm sorry, I did see a wedding. I didn't work it obviously, but I did see a wedding where the couple they were not 21, they were very young, they were 20 years old. They didn't have a bar at all because they can't drink. So they didn't want anybody else to drink. And it was like, I'm not kidding you. By like 830, 45, the wedding was over. Yeah. Because people want to drink. Well, not only do they want to drink, but I feel like even just a drink or two, it usually makes people like let loose and have fun and want to stick around longer because they are having fun. Not that you need liquor to have fun. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that at a wedding, when there's that many people, there's you don't know everybody. So yeah. To make it a little less awkward or uncomfortable, you know, sometimes a drink or two helps. So I just feel like if you're going to get married, there needs to be bar or access <laughs> yes. to a bar. Like So, like, we had, I remember having to go to a liquor store and getting a liquor license because yeah. where we got married didn't have an in-house liquor license. So, I yeah, I had a temporary a day pass. Um, but I don't. I don't recall. I don't remember you guys even having alcohol at your wedding. Oh, I I definitely remember there was there was definitely beer. Oh, wait a minute. I do remember beer cuz I did have a beer and it was in bottles, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a beer. We we didn't Maybe. like we didn't have like a bartender or anything like that. No, you had a cooler. Yeah. It was my my wedding was very laid back and while it was laid back if I could go back and do it again, I definitely would do it. It was very much a backyard wedding but not backyard. It was in a beautiful um, hall with a back area patio. And it that was very beautiful. had a park beautiful. next to it. Right, right. So it was very much um, a backyard, but a little more formal backyard because none yeah. of us had a backyard that big that would have accommodated, you know, yeah. that. So, like, it was very much a, like mine at the beginning where it was backyard, very laid back. We grilled. You know, my, my, my parents on my first wedding had like a cooler with alcohol. We did not drink, obviously. You didn't. didn't. I was pregnant. So I was going to say, I think he did. 
Hell if I know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I know that I drove away from the wedding while he was in the passenger seat. Yeah, because I think he had been drinking. And he didn't know how to drive a, sh- a stick shift, and I had the Honda. Oh. <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Any Any other insights to add on this topic? Just from from piece of advice area. I I remember Aunt Debbie. At one point, I don't know if it was the day of the wedding or the next day, pointing out to me that I seemed just very calm. And I had told her, I said, you know, first of all, I was not a stickler about a lot of things in the wedding. I cared about the color. I cared about the food, which we got exactly what we wanted. Um, And then I th- and the cake, I think, is the- and that's only because I'm not a huge cake person. Um, But the rest of it, I, I really didn't care. Like, I honestly right now couldn't tell you outside of the pictures, I wouldn't know what my centerpieces look like, you know, because I can see it in pictures. So I know now. Um, But I just remember, like, the day came and it's like, it is what it is. What's going to happen is going to happen. And there is no point in getting all worked up about it. Perfect example. We were on the trolley taking pictures and my husband and I were running through a field and he accidentally stepped on my dress and ripped the bustle. So for the rest of the night, this is before we even got to the reception. My bustle was ruined. Did not care. If you see the progression of photos, because she was taking photos the whole time, you can just see me laughing. And my husband's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm just laughing because this is the most important day in your marriage, you're not your marriage, sorry, outside of like your marriage, like when your children are born, it's like the most important day for you and your spouse to really just kind of show your love. And and it makes no damn sense to get your panties in a bunch about little things that you can't change. I can't change that he accidentally stepped on the bustle of my dress. I can't change if I didn't like the centerpieces. I loved them. They were beautiful. But I also look back on it now and go, I'm glad I didn't care about those things. Because honestly, outside of the pictures, I would have never known. So stressing about it, not that I did. I'm just saying that had I stressed about it, for what? Yeah. The day of, it was about me and my husband. I don't remember a whole heck of a lot about the reception, because except for dancing with my husband. Because that's all that mattered to me. Like, You know what I mean? Like, I remember it. I had a blast. I was exhausted by the end of the day. But there is not one part of that day that I would go back and think, I want to do that again. I wish I could have handled that differently. So adding on to that, and I have heard this over and over from anybody who's ever gotten married, you don't tend to remember much of that day because it's all a blur. Everything's going so fast that you don't remember it. So don't, one, don't stress over the little shit. And two, if you can cut corners. Yeah. Cost wise, yeah, do it. Save that money. Any money that you're spending on this wedding, this this big ass fucking party, put it away. Save it and do put what in- you want. I yeah. whether it be a, a big honeymoon or yep. you want to use that money to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Use your money smart. And if somebody is judging you because they didn't like your decorations or they didn't like your DJ or they didn't like your food, fuck them. Like they got a free party. So if yeah. they're going to sit there and judge and look down their nose at you, then fuck them. They didn't deserve to go to your wedding in the first place. That's True just kind of where I'm at with a lot of things. It's just because it's so frustrating to see people get like so anal about some things. And it's like, in the end of the day, that's not going to matter. And I mm-hmm. loved 
that I was so relaxed that it was like obvious to people. Like yeah. I was so relaxed and so chill and had so much fun that at no point during the day did anybody think they needed to walk around eggs like walk on eggshells around me. Like I found out while we were taking pictures that my husband had been quote unquote kidnapped and taken out with his friends until like four in the morning and had only gotten like two hours of sleep and I laughed and he's like, You're not mad? And I was like, No, like you're still up That's taking on you. pictures. I he didn't look tired. Did you see anything yeah. in him that made you think he was up till four or five in the morning? Nope. nope. I it, but but here's the thing. If you're tired, that's on you. I don't got to deal with the consequences. <laughs> I didn't care. I'm glad he had fun. This yeah. is his wedding just as much as it is mine. Absolutely. He's not a big partier, so had he had a choice, he would have stayed in bed, but he literally went to his hotel room and then like he got a knock on the door and he went out with his cousin and they like kidnapped him and took him down and you know whatever. I had a, and that's I'm okay. glad. I think it's and, great. And people were like, you're not mad at your husband for that? And I was like, no, why would I be? I'm yeah. proud of my husband for making the most of that weekend just as much as I did. And an- another thing, weddings are not just for the bride, people. Mm-hmm. It's for the bride and the groom. So let both of them do what they feel well, is right for them. And his his cousin who like came and like quote unquote kidnapped him, love him to death. He's one of the greatest guys. I think they're all like he was so genuinely happy that Roger and I were happy and that we had found each other and that we were getting married. And I think he just really wanted to celebrate with him. Not that the wedding is about anybody else besides you and your spouse, but like when your family's genuinely happy for you and your friends are genuinely happy for you and they want to celebrate this moment, like you should be able to feel like you can do that and yeah. be not under some sort of, oh, my wife would be so pissed off. If I'm I'm not going to start my wedding or my marriage out to my husband being pissed. No, absolutely not. For what? Absolutely it's, not. It's not worth it. I don't have one bad memory about that day. Like there's a, now my first wedding. <laughs> I could go back and point out a whole bunch of things. But like this time around, like I, I wouldn't change anything at all. My maid of honor also at her speech, I remember her telling everybody that this wasn't my first wedding. <laughs> oh, because then you marry one of the NSYNC kids. Oh, absolutely. Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't my first wedding in her eyes because we were obsessed. Because she was married to Lance and you were married to Chris. Absolutely. And we even <laughs> had fake wedding rings from Claire's. Come on. Well, no, that's it for me tonight. All right. Well, anybody have any insight to this topic or new topics? Email us, Ginny and Amy Podcast at gmail.com. G I N N Y A N D A M Y Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at Bitching Siblings Podcast. Looking out for all those suggestions, guys. Have a great night. Bye.